Let's open our Bibles. Let's open our Bibles in uh, in the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Thank you, precious Lord. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Glory to God. I know there's a, there's a topic we had started. Though now we're gonna, we will continue with it. This is something that needs to come to you today. Are we there? What does he say? Are we there? He says, wherefore my be, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Praise the Lord. My topic is word at work. Praise the Lord. Word at work. That's what I'm going to be talking about. Amen. Glory to God. Word at work. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. Are we in Hebrews chapter 4? I'm not hearing you. Hebrews chapter 4. Are we there? It says, verse 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and opened, and to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I, did you hear that? He says, all things are naked and opened. Now listen. From where he says he's talking about the word of God. is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. Dividing and separating. The, 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 the bones and marrows is talking about the word. And down on, uh, you know, as you go up, verse 13, he says, he says, the word is a discerner. Well, verse 12, as it ends, is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. And then verse 13, he says, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. He gives the word personality. 
Are you with me? He gives the word personality, showing that the word is a person. Are you following? He says, and nothing is hid in his sight. Whose sight? The word sight. The person of the word sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of who? Of who? Of him. The word is a him. Interesting. Praise the Lord. Do you see? The word goes way beyond your Bible. Are we together? Is your Bible a person? It's a book. But when we talk about the word, we're talking about the person. Are you with me? He says that, he says, all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him, of him with whom we have to do. So there's something we have to do. It's, it's of him to whom we have to report. To whom our work is connected. Are you with me? Everything is plain before him. The word. Praise the Lord Jesus. And then he says, continue, he says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is interesting. And then he continues and says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like us we are, yet without sin. He's still talking about the word. Are we together? He's still talking about the word. Now this is the word that put on flesh and dwelt among us. And he's a high priest now. And he tells us that we don't have a high priest who is not acquainted with our infirmities. With the weaknesses and all these challenges. We don't have that kind. So the word of God is acquainted with your infirmities. Are we together? He says, and he was tempted like we are. And yet, in all points. And he never sinned. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then he says, that last bit, praise the Lord. But now look at this. He talks about the word of God. Glory to God. And the word of God is a person. The word of God in the first place gave birth to us. Being born again, being born again was something that was only made possible by the word. Are we together? Praise the Lord Jesus. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23. He says, First Peter chapter 1 verse 23, are we there? He says, being born again, not of a corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible. Word of God that lives and abides forever. Are you with me? We have been begotten by the incorruptible word of God. 
that lives and abides. It lives and remains forever. Are we together? Praise the Lord. Now, as children of God, there are things that are very, very important for us to know and to understand. This is why I introduced the topic. We're going to continue with it. Praise the Lord. But this has come. The Spirit of God wants to do something with us. Praise the Lord. Uh, of the studying knowledge. Are we together? There are different kinds of knowledge. Many times people stay at the beginning. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, one of the other part of knowledge and, uh, I just introduced, the first one that we talked about, which is Gnosis. Or Gnosis is science. Are you with me? It is intellectual knowledge. Are we together? But when you cross over, there is another kind of knowledge, which is called what? Ginosko. Praise the Lord Jesus. And that is revelation knowledge, but it's an introduction into a kind of knowledge. Are we together? It's an introduction into a kind of knowledge. Ginosko is knowledge that comes by the Spirit. It is illumination by the Spirit. The Spirit opens your eyes to see. Are you with me? But I say there are different kinds. And even there are different revelations. Some people get revelations of demons. It's part of revelation. Are you with me? But this kind we're talking about is an introduction into a kind of knowledge. And it's certainty. It brings and suddenly you know, you see the light. You know very well that Jesus is the son of God. You were not there. Are you with me? You were not related to his mother and father. Are we together? You never saw the pictures and what, but you know. How do you know? You might not even be able to explain it, but it, you are very sure. You are certain about it. But where did the certainty come from? From the spirit. The spirit came and brought light to you. And suddenly you knew. Are we together? Now, how, you see, we are to answer to the word. Amen? That's why he says that uh, all things are plain. Before him, the eyes of him, of whom we have to do. Are we together? The word is our parent. It gave birth to us. We answer to the word. But I want you to understand something. Praise the Lord. And I want you to come to a place of relating with the word. Not as a common thing. Hallelujah. Yesterday I was speaking to someone. And this person told me. Was here with us. He says man of God. Uh, First he, he had repented. And was repenting of how. He was handling matters while he was here. Because later his eyes opened to see. So he told me that different times when I came to church, I was like, now, now the man of God again is going to tell us word, word. Are you with me? He's going to teach us again the word. He said, 
Isn't there anything else? Interesting. I will take that. You know, sometimes how humanity can behave is interesting. Now, apart from the word, what else do you want to know? <laughs> Are you with me? The reason why you come to church is to commune with God, with the word. If you want to know other things, you can go and listen to news. There's a lot of things to hear there. <laughs> but here, the kind we have is word news. The good news. Are you with me? And so until you learn how to relate with the word, I tell you life will be up and down. You are moved to and from by every wind of doctrine. The Bible talks about those that are mature. Those that are, when it talks about solid food, is to those that are mature. Who by reason of use have put their eight senses to exercise by the word. Are you with me? Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, God, God, while He relates with us, God can only relate with you through His Word. Let me tell you something. Some people have come in and then they say, ah, you see, the Spirit of God is telling me to do this and this and this. If the Spirit that you, which you call the Spirit of God is telling you to do things inconsistent with the Word, it's not the Spirit of God. Are you with me? So what happens? The Spirit is here to witness, to bear witness, to remind us of the Word, and to open our eyes to the Word. The Spirit of God is our present, our teacher. And what is He teaching us? The Word. Are we together? Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Glory to God. Are we in Joshua chapter 1? Did you hear that? It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, the book of the law, by the time the word was, you know, was given to them in as laws. Praise the Lord. So he calls it the book of the law. To us it's not the book of the law. It's the word of God. Are we together? He says, this book of the law, this word of Christ shall not depart out of your mouth. Did you note in, uh, in Hebrews chapter, 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 chapter 4, which we read, after him telling us of the high priest we have, he told us the next thing, hold fast your profession, your confession. Are you with me? Knowing where you have come, what does the word, what is the word going to teach you? It is how to put the word to work. Are you with me? The word of God has given birth to you. The word of God is your parent. The word of God is your teacher. The word of God is your master. The word of God is your, your everything. You are a child of the word. Are we together? But how are you going to relate with the word? Glory to God. He tells us, he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate. The Hebrew word for meditate there is the word Hagar. Are we together? Hagar. And that word means to ponder. Are we together? To ponder. 
And then it means to mutter, to ponder, as in you are seated down and you are thinking through your head on something. And then to mutter, mutter means you are there thinking but talking under your voice. Are we together? You get it? You're talking. Have you found people that, you know, find someone is, is walking? He's not with anybody, he's not on phone, he's not on, what is it? He's thinking. But while he's thinking, he's talking. That's called muttering. Are you with me? The other part of Hagar is to roar. Are you with me? Roar. As the lion roars. Are you with me? It's all meditation. And guess what? You can. He says, but you shall meditate therein. How long? When? Day and night. That means all the time you're supposed to meditate therein. Day and night. He says, then what happens when you do that? What happens? Let's read from meditate. Uh huh. Did you hear that? He says, he says something. I've had people who say, you know, but how do you do the word? Yes, I've received it, but how? Because every time I'm trying to do it, I don't know how to apply it. He has given us the way. He says, meditate that you may observe to do. What happens? It means when you meditate on the word, the observing to do is a byproduct of what? Meditation. It is automatically that you will automatically find yourself walking in line with it. You find yourself observing to do that which you are meditating upon. Why? Because what takes over your mind dominates your action. Are we together? Let me tell you something. Meditation is very important. Now, I will, I will teach you just how. Because we're talking about word at work. Are you with me? Because now when we talk about meditation, some people are thinking of, uh, now these days, there is yoga. Is it yoga? Huh? <laughs> and then that you are there like a Chinese monk. <laughs> meditation. Well, that's good. No problem with that kind of separation and meditate. By the way, do you know one of the reasons some of the guys, they call them, you remember even in the days of, uh, in the Jews, even the, sorry, not in the Jews, uh, in the days of Moses, way back from that, they were called the wise men of where? The East. Are we together? Even when, when he's talking about uh, uh, talking of the wisdom of Solomon. Some of the people that were wise, that were compared, you know, that the wisdom of Solomon went way back, uh, above, is the men of the East. And then even, those guys are wise. Why? Because they have connected with the spiritual. 
They do a lot of meditation. You find weird things they do. And they don't have the Holy Ghost. Most of them are not born again. Do you know? I've seen, and it's some that have done things. It's no magic, it's not what. But they have connected with a spiritual, with that inner, inner power. You know man was designed in the image and likeness of God. So man can do certain things even without the Holy Ghost. When Jesus spoke to the, to, 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 um, to this guy, you know, he spoke and says, if you can only believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That was not written to the born again. He was not talking to a born again man. He was talking to a man who was not saved. And he was telling, if you can only believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That statement was not given to a believer. I mean a child of God. That was before Jesus ever died. He was speaking to Jews. Are we together? So all things are possible. Even without the Holy Ghost, man in his nature can do the impossibles. All right. Now, if you are to think of what you can do with the Holy Ghost, you cannot begin from, oh, let me see whether this thing is possible. Now, if man without the Holy Ghost can do the impossible, he says, all things are possible to him that believes. If man believes, it is in his nature to do certain things. I've seen men that have done, and you know, I was years ago I was watching something, and then I saw this guy, that through meditation he had, uh, uh, he could generate electricity through his body. Re-electricity. <laughs> they got a bulb and he puts it in his hands like this. And then he, he, you know, he intensifies his muscles and what, and the bulb comes on. And God, and it's no magic. Are you with me? It's not magic. Someone has just developed his natural, has broken certain limitations. Now, I'm not into taking you there. There is the intellectual what? Knowledge. It's all part of knowledge. But there is a place we have come. Are we together? Now, if you begin to meditate on the word of God, you will find yourself walking in line with it. Are we together? Now let me tell you. Uh, he has given us three ways of meditation which he has shown in Hagar. It's first to ponder. Now, to ponder, it's very important for you to ponder about and on the word of God. That is to, 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 to sit down, muse over. Huh? You're thinking through your head and thinking through the scriptures. Thinking through the scriptures. Ah. If Christ be in you, though your body be dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And you just sit and meditate on it. What does it mean to me? 
How does it relate with me? You're asking yourself important questions that help you think more. You get it? So you mean the spirit in me is life. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also vitalize your mortal body. So the spirit of God in me is a way God can work in me whatever he wants. The spirit in me is life in me. Are we together? What is it? It's part of meditation. You are thinking. Mm. In your head. But you see, when you just think in your head, sometimes the enemy will beat you at just the pondering. Why? Because in your head goes on a lot of things. Are we together? All the things you saw, you heard, all the news, all the what is coming in your head. Your head is the battleground. So in order for you to be effective in your meditation, add on talking. Praise the Lord. Add on talking. Begin to matter. So whatever you're thinking, you're talking about under your voice. The Spirit of God is alive in me. The Spirit of God is life in me. You're thinking. Is life in me. Wow. Means I can't, I can't die. But because if it's life in me, where is death in him? It's all part of thinking. Are you with me? You are looking at the same thing in different angles, relating with it. You are thinking, you're breaking it down. But you're talking. Are you with me? But even there, you'll find certain thoughts can attack. The devil doesn't want you to meditate. I remember years ago when I did, I had the word and I wanted to meditate. Every time I tried to meditate, I just realized later that I had gone out of the meditation already. And I'm like, ah, because I was meditating. I tried to go back. <laughs> Why? Because while you are starting, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Lord, Christ in me. Maha. So You're just beginning like this and another thought comes in stronger showing you your responsibility. Which responsibility? Did you call the other person? Aha. But after the meditation, after the meditation, while you are continuing, uh-huh, Christ in me. Christ in your head. Christ in me. Is the hope of glory. Ah, what has, and that's, that's how those thoughts come in. They don't come in silent. They come in shouting. Ha! Ah, and then you're like, ha ah, what? And then, ha! Ah, what is the time? And you look at the time. Oh my goodness, I'm late. You remember. What happens? The enemy has already gotten you off course. Are you with me? So, while you go in your head, until your head has been trained to concentrate, don't just hang in there. Help it. Do you know when you're talking, your, your speech is connected to your brains? 
Are we together? So what you, when you're talking like this, your head is involved. Are we together? Now, begin to matter. There are certain times when the issue that is around you might be shouting a lot that you cannot even matter. You cannot be there and speak under your voice. Why? Because the voices in your head are not muttering. Are not silent at all. They are not saying, hey, hey, hey. They are like, uh-uh, you are done today. You are done. So what do you do? In that kind of incidence, you do the roaring. Are you with me? Separate yourself. Why? Because when you begin shouting around people, people might say, what is going on here? Go in your room. Go in your room. Close yourself in. Or just go somewhere and just begin muttering, sorry, rolling the word. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I refuse to want. I cannot want. What is it? It's meditation. You are shouting it out now. I refuse to want. The Bible says clearly. He says be anxious for nothing. I refuse to be anxious. What are you doing? You are drowning the other voice. So you are shouting it loud that your mind. Do you know when you are shouting your own thinking? At least when you are talking under the voice. You have enough space to think. So you're talking, yeah, you see, um, um, while you are, um, um, you are thinking of something, something else. Are you with me? But when you're shouting, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You're not thinking of anything else. What is it? You are silencing every other voice. You get it? He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So what does it mean? It means all the time what has to be in your mouth is the word. The word. Make sure that what comes out of you first is the word, not problems, not issues. You say, but now, if I don't talk about the problem, how will it be sorted? So you think by talking about the problem, you solve it. Someone said, but if I'm feeling pain, so shouldn't I say I'm feeling pain? Are you with me? Have you gone to the doctor once and they ask you what is your issue? <laughs> I feel pain. What happened? I got an accident. Where is the pain? On the bone. And the doctor brings out a hammer. <laughs> Which hammer? They say, okay, where? <laughs> Stretches to hit the same place to give you medicine. By hitting the bone. They say, okay, let us inflict more pain. So that you can be healed. Is that what happens? So, you are already in an injury and you are using your mouth again to multiply the pain. Do you understand? The Bible says, whatsoever you shall decrease shall be established. So if you are in a wrong turn, a wrong place, you are feeling things are not in order and then you are still speaking this order in your mouth. What are you doing? You are multiplying the issue. Are you with me? 
So you say, eh, so if I'm feeling pain, I'm feeling pain here. So should I say I'm feeling pain? When you say I'm, I have pain, I feel pain and what? You simply getting a hammer and hitting the pain. It doesn't do any good. You're already feeling the pain. Huh? You are feeling the pain already. So even if you don't speak it, you are feeling it. So speak what you are not feeling. Are you with me? Speak what you're not feeling and change it. Isn't it better? I'm better. I'm better in the name of Jesus Christ. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. Now understand the word of God is not for you to just hear. The word of God is for you to live by. Are you with me? And he has shown us, he says, that when you meditate upon the word, what happens is you will observe to do. 